Omagyanatimanandasya Gyanandana Salakya Shakshuruminitamyana Tasmai Sri Gurve Namaha Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Gadada Shivasati Gora Bhaktavinda Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, Hare Krishna. Um, okay, so I wanted to begin reading a little bit from the Briyad Bhagavatam Rita, and it is describing how Gopu Kumar was just uh, uh, was traveling looking for the ultimate goal of life and for the, the perfect situation. And uh, at one point, he went to all the higher planetary systems within the universe. And then he moved on and he went through the layers of the universe. And this is happening in Briyad Bhagavatam Rita, part two, chapter three. And we begin reading from text number 16 onwards. The first covering I entered was that of earth. There I saw the Supreme Lord in the form of a great boar being worshipped by the goddess earth the deity over that covering and its wealth. She worshipped him with riches not to be obtained within the universe itself, while all the opulence of the universe whirled within every pore of his body. Um, so we are looking at the model of the universe, and it said the universe is a hollow space, which is then covered by a shell, and the shell is then made of layers and the first layer is a layer the layers of the of the various elements the first layer is the layer of earth then 10 times thicker than that is a layer of water a layer of air uh, or, or water uh, fire air eater and and so on so in this way, we, we have the picture of the universe with the layers around it, and we are now in the first covering, the first layer. So I'll read it again, just to... The first covering I entered was that of Earth. There I saw the Supreme Lord in the form of a great boar being worshipped by the goddess Earth, the deity presiding over that covering and its wealth. She worshipped him with riches not to be obtained within the universe itself, while all the opulence of the universe whirled within every pore of his body. I think, you know, what Sanatana Goswami is describing there is really wonderful. I mean, because it personalizes the whole experience. We have read in Bhagavatam how the universe is covered by these layers, layer of earth, layer of, of water, layer of fire, layer of air, and so on. But now we're seeing that in each of these layers, there's also, the, because it's a layer of earth, the personified deity of earth is present there. 
which is Bumi, in the form of a cow. And then, um, or she appeared before Lord Brahma in the form of a cow. I mean, she may have another form there. Um, but the goddess of, of earth there is worshipping the Lord. And which other Lord would she worship than Lord Varadev, who personally appeared to save the earth when the earth had fallen out of its orbit into the Garbadak ocean. Um, and so it's very nice. It's very personal. There is a personal relationship. Very beautiful. <coughs> and there was great opulence there. Um, so within the goddess earth who embodies the subtle causes of creation, I saw the creation itself with all its ingredients. And then going into the other, uh, the other layers, um, one after another, I saw Lord Matsya, Surya, Pradyumna, Aniruddha, Sangrasan and Vasudev, each with one of the great manifested deities of this covering, mm -hmm. worshipping him with the element over which that deity presided. Water, fire, air, eater, ego, or Mahat. So commentary. Kopu Kumar discovers Lord Matsya in the covering of water, Lord Surya Narayan in the covering of fire, and so on. Mm. I wish they would have written out the and so on also. Uh, but it is very, very nice. Uh, very, very uh, deep. And uh, uh, one day I'll, I'll, I'll puzzle it out. Uh, right now, I'll just stay with the spirit of the whole thing. How we, we see how the whole universal arrangement is, is very personal. Um, and it takes it so much out of the whole impersonal sphere. And that is the part that really appeals to me in this. And I very much, uh, therefore, like this quote, uh, the, that all throughout the universe we encounter the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Mm. So the, the, the topics may, uh, may shift a bit from here to there. Uh, the first topic now is that the Supreme Personality of God is personally present everywhere throughout the entire universe in so many forms and expansions and, um, and in the form of avatars. <laughs> and that is something that is, uh, uh, is important that we understand that it's not just the Supreme Personality of Godhead is the uh, origin of the universe. So I spoke from the Brihad Bhagavatam Rita now Chapter three, uh, what was it? Uh, I have to look again. Yes, part two, chapter three, verse 16 to 21. 
and I gave a description about the layers that are around the universe, and uh, and these layers uh, uh, are described, and in these layers, there we find first a layer of earth, a layer of water, a layer of fire, and so on. And we find in the first layer, we find Bhumi Devi worshiping Varaha Dev. So Varaha Dev is present there uh, because he has a relationship with the earth, and then the personified deity of the earth is worshiping him. And we're seeing then how in the second, uh, in the second layer, uh, Lord Matsya is being worshipped, uh, and then of course you know by the presiding deity of water, which would have to be Varuna. And then we see uh, in in fire uh, that uh, Surya is present uh, and uh, and must be worshipped by. Uh, by the presiding deity of fire, Agni. So, like this, we see how uh, how how everywhere the personality of Godhead is directly involved with the material creation, uh, and uh, so not only that the supreme personality of Godhead is behind the material creation. Uh, like just we have Pradyumna and Aniruddha oh. there was a spelling mistake okay I have to try that again So here's a uh, uh, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur who is giving some uh, a technical explanation of um, uh, he's saying by further or let's begin here. Um, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Thakur's explanation of the process of annihilation described in the previous verses. Vasudev, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, is the presiding deity of consciousness, which becomes manifest within the Mahatattva. So that's Vasudev. By further transformation of the Mahatattva, the threefold false ego appears as follows. One, from the Vaikarika, false ego in the mode of goodness, appears the eleventh sense, the mind, whose presiding deity is Aniruddha. From two, from Taijasa, false ego in the mode of, of passion comes intelligence, whose presiding deity is Pradyumna, and the five working senses and five knowledge requiring senses with their various presiding deities. Three, from false ego in the mode of ignorance arise the subtle form of sound, 
And from that sound or sabda, all material manifests gradually, all material elements gradually become manifest, beginning with ether and then and the sense of hearing. So, uh, so that's very interesting. Um, so it is the chatur vyuha, and the chatur vyuha then is involved with the uh, with how the material world comes into being. Uh, at first, aham evasam eva sat asat param. One of the Chatu Sloki of the Bhagavatam, one of the first verses of Bhagavatam, that the Lord was existing before the creation. Then we have, when there's no creation as yet, we have the potential of the creation. Just like in a seed, there is the potential of a tree. So, uh, so we have that, right? We have the potential uh, of the material creation. And that potential is, or the potential of the Mahatattva. Mahatattva is all the material energy altogether. And the potential of that is the Pradhana, when it is not manifest. Then the Supreme Lord uh, is, it is said from Vasudev, From Vasudev, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, he is the presiding deities, deity of consciousness, which becomes manifest within the Mahatattva. Yes. So conscious then. Further transformation of the Mahatattva is the threefold false ego appears as follows. Because that consciousness now manifesting to false ego. And then we get... Uh, from false ego in the mode of goodness appears the mind. Yes. And Aniruddha, an expansion of the Lord, is the presiding deity. So then the Lord is involved with our mind. From false ego in the mode of passion, uh, uh, we get there comes the intelligence whose presiding deity is Pratyumna. And then the working senses and knowledge gathering senses, they also uh, manifest through, through that. And then from false ego in the mode of ignorance arises the subtle form of sound. And from that sound or sub, all material elements gradually become manifest. Okay. I'll just save that because it's it's a handy. Handy thing to, to save, I think. So Yeah, so like that, the same point I want to make here, that Krishna is personally involved with us by controlling the mind, by controlling the intelligence. Um, in, in every aspect of the universal creation, he's involved. So 
Death are very thoroughly personalists. We're not just personalists by thinking that, well, Krishna is the original creator of everything. No, Krishna stays with us throughout. He's there as Paramatma within the heart. He's there as Aniruddha, controlling the mind. He's there as Vasudev, as the source of consciousness. He is there as Prajumna, controlling intelligence. And as Sankarshan, he is the origin of all the jivas. All the jivas are ultimately... Uh, uh, oops, the total of all Jesus is, is Sankarshan. So, in this way, uh, in this way, the, uh, the situation is, uh, is very clear that Krishna is expanding himself in so many ways and then directly uh, with us. Everything within this universe is controlled by the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And yet, he is the Jagat Avyaktamurtina. He is the unmanifested form in this universe. So Krishna himself is in the spiritual world performing his transcendental pastimes and he appears once in the day of Brahma. Otherwise, he's not personally involved with the material world. He's involved in his eternal pleasure pastimes. But then in all these expansions, he is in so many ways absorbed and involved in the material world. And that is really... Uh, yeah, thank you, sir. That is most wonderful. Most wonderful that Krishna is so intimately connected with us. We are so close to him, huh? just like a child, and and the mother is are so intimately connected that uh, the child is sort of on the body of the mother and is just coming from the body of the mother and staying so 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 close to the mother. So in the same way, we are so physically close to the Supreme Personality of Godhead in every way in our life. So we can see how when we are taking out all these personal manifestations out of our worldview, uh, that we are winding up in a, uh, in a very, in a non-sheltered situation. Uh, then and then if we only think of Krishna as the cause of all causes, and that's it, then he seems so far away. Uh, he seems so remote. But when we actually begin to see how Krishna is present in our life in every possible way, then we feel more intimately connected with him. So Srimad Bhagavatam and its extension, the, the Briyad Bhagavatam Rita then, is taking that uh, is taking that forward to uh, to highlight how Krishna is is present everywhere in every aspect in our life, um, so that we can be very thoroughly Krishna conscious, right? Not just casually Krishna conscious, but we cannot help to. Um, to be Krishna conscious because we see everywhere Krishna. We see the sun, we see, we see Surya Narayan. 
uh, we see uh, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Yes. Surya Narayan. Yes. So, in this way, uh, we are just absorbed in, uh, in, in seeing Krishna everywhere. And then we see uh, how, how Surya Narayan is being worshipped by Agni Dev. Um, that's very nice. Um, so um, this connection with the Supreme Lord is where we begin our journey. First, Sambandha and seeing Krishna everywhere. That is our first uh, objective. And then uh, we can uh, carry on into um, into approaching Krishna. Um, one sec, I make a note. Chapter review. Uh, oh, oh, the C is missing, so chapter view. Uh, very good. Yeah. Then um, let's look at the, at the next quote. Um, so, boom, 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 boom. So, in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, there is is a is a famous quote. Um, it is the quote, Chira kala nahi kari prema bhakti dhan, bhakti bina jagatira nahi avastan. For all time, I have not bestowed on the Lord loving devotional service to me upon the inhabitants of the world. Without such loving attachment, the existence of the material world is useless. Um, Okay, this is from the Chaitanya Charitamrita Adi Lila. Is there a verse number also? I don't see that. Okay, Adi Lila 314. Right. So, uh, yeah, so that's, that's now Lord Chaitanya. Uh, is uh, now Lord Chaitanya is personally uh, taking interest in all the living beings of the Lord. So not only is the Lord accompanying us in our conditioned life, as we are in the material world, and we are just, and the Lord is 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 with us in all his expansions and so on. But also the Supreme Personality of Godhead takes personal interest in us. And so uh, Lord Chaitanya is, uh, is saying to, uh, uh, to somehow or other um, um, reach out to all the living beings and to bestow love of God upon them, not just nothing less not transcendental knowledge. See, we see all throughout the universe right, that uh, there is spiritual knowledge. Uh, in the beginning, uh, the Lord expands himself 
and then he manifests from his uh, uh, from the he manifests within the universe. He's lying down on a bed with on on on, on, on ocean, and then he is just manifesting this lotus flower from his navel, and Lord Brahma is appearing on this lotus flower and is seated there. And then he reveals to Lord Brahma in due course of time, transcendental knowledge. And then Lord Brahma has four heads and from his four mouths, the uh, uh, Vedic knowledge is manifesting into the universe. Uh, there are, Lord Brahma creates uh, various personalities, and they're carrying forward this Vedic knowledge. Various sages, prajapatis, demigods, so many great personalities, all just sort of living with this transcendental Vedic knowledge, which then gradually, which also disseminates into human society. So, uh, in this way, the, uh, the spiritual nature of, of whatever is going on in the world is very interesting. The, the Vedic literature, uh, the Vedas, are just are, are revealing, are revealing Krishna and are revealing devotional service to Krishna and are revealing a... Uh, a devotional culture. Um, the Vedas have different sessions. Uh, there is the Upasana Kanda, there is the Jnana Kanda, and the uh, Karma Kanda section of the Vedas. The Karma Kanda section of the Vedas is about rituals that make life in the material world auspicious and improve the conditions of life. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll leave that for what it is. When we go to the Gyanaganda section of the Vedas, it begins to point at a spiritual reality. In the Upasana section of the Vedas, there's the worship of various entities. It is the worship section of the Vedas. And the core of the Upasana Kanda deals with the worship of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Now, that is the interesting part. And there we come to Bhakti. And Bhakti is the activity of the spiritual world. Um, and the essence is, is chanting Hare Krishna, Golokira, Premadana, Harinam, Sankirtana. So in this way, we see that uh, in the Vedas, there are injunctions for how to regulate material life and to make it favorable, to create the mode of goodness and reach up towards transcendence. But in the Vedas, there is also uh, a pure descending element where the uh, nature of the spiritual world is descending. So in this way, these two elements are there within the Vedic literature. The eternal element of the spiritual world is, is manifesting in the Vedic literature. And the other element is the uh, regulation of society at large. So, okay, and that is Varnashram and so on, and that's all support structure, but that's not our first interest. Our 
because Varnashram without bhakti uh, is Shrama Avi Kevalam, is simply a waste of time. We are interested in bhakti, and then, yes, we can have a support culture below it, but it's the bhakti. So that bhakti is directly uh, descending from the spiritual world. And that bhakti uh, is, is, is never of this world. Uh, that bhakti is identified as the internal energy. And, and so bhakti is therefore uh, descending upon us. So Lord Brahma is revealing the spirit, elements of the spiritual world to us and, and through coming from his mouth into the universe. And this is carried forward and it's manifesting on earth. And then elements of this are manifesting. And then when Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu appears, then uh, all that is, is brought to its, uh, its topmost point, to the acme, right? To the, uh, the, the, the summit or the summum bonum. Uh, the summum bonum is, uh, is pure devotional service to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And then all of that is manifesting. And that is there in the Vedas, right? We see that the 10th canto of Srimad Bhagavatam is, 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 uh, is known as the summum bonum. Uh, it is the ultimate, ultimate goal. It is prayujana. So, and, and so this whole, uh, all this is, is, is the gift. And so we are receiving the spiritual world. Uh, also by the mercy of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who wants to give us now love of God. So we can see uh, how Srila Prabhupada is saying that Krishna is more eager for us to go back to Godhead than we ourselves eager to go. Uh, and we are ourselves eager to go. Yes, he's more eager than we are. So that is interesting. Uh, that is interesting. That is that is why Krishna is so merciful, because he's more eager for us to go back to Godhead than we are ourselves. That is the brilliant thing. And with this, we are becoming uh, uh, very much, uh, very much uh, inspired. Yes. Once we understand this thoroughly. The eagerness of Krishna. Um, and, and so to see Krishna as an active personality is, is a crucial element uh, of the teachings of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Uh, he himself is Krishna actively reaching out to us um, by living as Bhaktarupa. And Krishna himself is actively reaching out to us again and again. That is... Uh, is a very crucial point, uh, that great mercy of Krishna. So yes, we have to uh, always um, meditate on that. Uh, I see that our Vishnu Rata has just appeared online. Um, 
uh, just a few days ago. I gave him that name, Vishnurata. And it's a very nice name because it is the name which was, it's one of the names of Maharaj Pariksit, who was protected, protected by Krishna in the womb. Krishna personally came uh, to protect him in the womb and from the Brahmastra that had been sent by, uh, by Aswatthama to kill him. And Krishna personally <sighs> intervened. And that is, is very wonderful. Uh, very wonderful. How Krishna personally... Because again, the same theme that we have been following throughout the lecture is that Krishna is very personally involved with us. And we see how Krishna is personally going out of his way for his devotee. So that is the additional point. Krishna is personally involved in the material world for all living beings, but for his devotee, Krishna gets even more personally involved. Um, and so we are thinking of Krishna as being very near, and we are thinking of having a very intimate, personal relationship with Krishna. Today, um, which I wanted to share with you. I'm ending a little early because I have some things to do. Uh, but uh, it's very nice to, uh, to meet you here every day as our anchor, our anchor in Krishna Kata, uh, which keeps us, uh, it keeps us connected, it keeps us anchored to Krishna. So that's why I'm doing this. Uh, for anyone, uh, for all devotees who wish to be present, just so that we remain uh, always, always close, close, closely aware that Krishna is near. Uh, due to the illusory energy, we may sometimes forget and feel that Krishna is far away. But the truth of the matter is, Krishna is always near. And therefore, it's very easy to turn to Krishna. And Krishna will surely hear. Right? So, thank you very, very much. Hare Krishna, Srila Prabhupada, Ki Jai.